It is episode 13 of the Bias Sports Podcast. Sitting as usual, it's me, it's Dylan, talking sports. And uh, can you believe on this episode we're going to talk college football? No way, are you for real? I mean, like, it's what we do, I feel like, half the time, right? But uh, we're just going to, like, get into it today, get into the intro, and then we're going to talk about what we need to talk about today, because I think we have a fun, we have a good, uh, short 20, 30-minute episode for you guys coming up, but uh, we'll hit you with that intro real, real quick. Well, week one is in the books. Great, great week of like college football. Uh, probably the best like first week of games maybe ever. Probably one of the most hyped first week of games. Hyped too. matchups are crazy. Everything was insane, and we're gonna get into that. But I want to hit you with something real quick that you weren't expecting. I because I know you love when I do this to you. I, um, oh. Absolutely. Did you catch it. the Bishop Sycamore game from this last week? Because <laughs> they weren't on ESPN. Oh my goodness! I, let's talk. I want to talk some Bishop Sycamore real quick and just this whole story because this is one of the craziest stories in like maybe not like wild this, but like when it comes to like what happened, one of the craziest stories in college football or and I mean in like high school history. Like, okay, it's nuts. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. So their first game that they played, I was watching. The, the oh, first game they played was against the Division Two. Right. When was that? Was that champion. the same weekend as the Week Zero games for college football? The week before. Yeah. Yes. I, I high school football same. started the week before. They played the two games in three days the week of Week Zero. Okay, so it was on Sunday. I was watching something. Maybe it was a preseason game. I don't even remember. I was watching something on ESPN, and then that game came on. At that point, I... I didn't even realize yeah. it. I was like, high school football. I don't want to watch high school football. What is this? Like, it's what, IMG Academy. Like, they're going to yeah. steamroll whoever it is. I don't really care. And I flipped it off. I had no idea at that point what was going on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I probably would have watched the whole S- thing. Same thing. I'm at work that day. High school football's on. I'm talking to somebody. I look up and I'm like, high school football. I'm like, IMG Academy. Like, hey, this could be pretty something interesting. IMG's pretty good. Um, and I'm like, I have no idea who this other team is, but they're in Ohio. I saw, the, I saw Ohio play, team. Yeah. I was like, what? Playing some team in Ohio at the Hall of Fame Stadium. Um, at first, like, there was no fans in the stands at all, and all the coaches were wearing masks. I thought it was like a game from last year. I honestly, at, for a minute, thought it was like a last year game. And then I was talking to one of the managers in the back, and I'm like, yeah, they're playing. This game's going on, and I'm like Googling it, and it's like mm-hmm. live right now. Well, the next day, there's an article about how um, – Bishop Sycamore is a fake school, and I'm like, wait, that was a game I was just talking about yesterday. Like, had no idea. Like, we literally had no idea. Um, so again, I was at work, not really listening to what the broadcasters are saying, but they're talking about how 
the roster that we have that this school sent us is not what's on the field right now. I say there was a guy that that blew out blew out his knee yeah. or something, and, and they were like, talking about it, like we don't even have this guy on our roster. We don't we know have who no he idea is. who this is. Yeah. <laughs> and and what Wild. what Bishop uh, Bishop Sycamore did, the finesse job that they did to get on air at ESPN, and guess what? They're still playing. Right. I'm pretty sure they're still they're playing. They're still doing their, yeah, they're, I, they're sticking in the same schedule. I could pull it up on Joe Idol. You know what? Honestly, let's do it real quick. I'm going to pull it up on Joe Idol. Um, I got to find Hoban. They're, they're, D5, they're D2, Region 6, I think. Um, Sorry, we're doing this live on Bias Sports, guys. Where is this at? Okay, so I found a Max Preps schedule. Ooh, Max Preps, um, okay. He's got the three games they've played. Archbishop Hoban out of Akron, Stowe Rocks out of Pennsylvania, and IMG Academy. And Two then, games in three days. <laughs> and then they've got another one scheduled for October 8th. So there's – I don't – are they still playing? Like, did yeah, they play I mean, this I'm, past weekend? Did they play a game? I, I guess not. If it's if it's not on Max Press, Max Press was usually up to date say, with cause it. Because this doesn't say anything to October 8th, and they're playing some team from Connecticut. Now, there's nothing on Joe Idol for it. Like, Joe Idol has it stopped after their first three games. And Joe Idol's pretty up to date with all, like, Ohio teams. Um, and even, like, non-OHSAA teams a lot have their schedules on there if it's you know corresponds with somebody they played. Okay. So, their coach got... He got canned. Fired. Right. Yeah. Okay, so Michael Strahan is going to produce a documentary about oh, that guy's story. Go. I'm excited so, now. Uh, let's see. Uh, him and his SMAC entertainment partner, uh, they secured the rights to the fired coach's story. So that's pretty cool. That That's awesome. I'm so, excited for that. But maybe we'll get a, a 30 for 30 out of the, this or something. <laughs> what, whatever happens is going to be great. Um, you Anything else on the on the... Bishop Sycamore story. <laughs> no, I think that's about about covered it there. Okay, so I got one more story for you. Okay. Um, that just kind of happened. Um, Presbyterian Blue Ho- Blue Hose Football, B L U E H O S E football. They're an FCS school, um, and they just won their first game this last weekend, uh, by. 80, is this the quarterback that threw for 10 yeah, touchdowns? 10 touchdowns, 84 points. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it all up right now. They won 84-43. Their quarterback passed for 10 touchdowns total, FCS record. And then their backward quarterback also threw for you know whopping two touchdowns. <laughs> um, so the, the interesting thing about this guy, first off, that quarterback is a Michigan transfer. So it's just so cool to see somebody leave Michigan and just go and sling <laughs> it. Um but That's what's great. amazing about this is their coach, Kevin Kelly. I don't know if you ever heard the name, but you probably heard the story about a high school coach out of Arkansas who he won like nine state championships while he was there. He was like a five-time runner-up and made the playoffs every year. Lost like seven conference games in like 18 years being at uh, whatever school he coached at in, in Arkansas. Well, here's how he ran his team. No punts. Go for it on fourth down every time. Onside kick every time and two-point conversion. And in one of nine state championships, um, a Divin- Division One coaching job, and in his very first game as a head coach, they put up 84 points. So, I have two questions for you. One, um, do you like that type of, like, 
you know, scoring. Like I, I would never be able to do it. I hate, I hate playing Madden like that. Right. So let alone like actually playing somebody like that. But it is interesting. On the opposing side, it would be so frustrating. So frustrating. They got another on psychic. This fourth possession in a row. But yeah, coach up that defense. I don't know. I'm sure that would have been fun to watch. Yeah. And then, so my second question for you then is, how long until somebody like at the FBS level mm. sees this and tries it? And then how long after they try it is Nick Saban like, this is how we do things at Alabama Man, I now. don't know. Do you think it happens? Maybe not to the extreme of only going for it on fourth down. No, but that's what no makes punts. it so unorthodox. Like, that is what makes it so unorthodox and so I mean, maybe, what it is. Maybe we'll see more of that. I can't see somebody at the FBS level doing Nothing but that. Hey, did you think when Chip Kelly first went to Oregon and it was all tempo, 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 that every team would try to recreate that? Mm. Oh, mm. And, and yeah, it doesn't I, just start at, at Oregon. It starts know. somewhere smaller I, ca- than that. I can't see that happening. I, I don't know. Dude. What do I'm, you think? Do I'm you telling you, I think that in the next five years, some FBS coach tries this. And, okay. and they might not be successful with it. I mean, it might shock, like, hey, the first time they do it, they might – get two or three onside kicks, and then, like, one game that season, maybe have, like, a whole possession straight of, of of offense, but that or a whole game straight of offense. But I do think that somebody is going to try it because that's what football is. Like, that's what great teams do or, you know, that's what great good coaches try to do is what's – how do I get the upper hand? And uh, guess what? For Kevin Kelly, it's, it's worked because I told you this high school resume, yeah, nine-time state champion in Arkansas – um, I see three runner-ups on here at least. Um, here's his record: two hundred sixteen twenty-nine and one in eighteen years, one hundred seventeen six in conference. It works. He goes yeah, to the FCLS bad. level for one game, eighty-four points. I mean, come on. So it's it is interesting, and I do think that somebody is gonna try it eventually. It's possible. I won't say it's not going to happen, but I don't know. All right. One more transition. This is what this episode was all about. We're going to play a little game where Bias Sports was right or Bias Sports was wrong. And uh, I know I was quite a bit wrong. But, hey, when you make bold takes, you make bold predictions, guess what's going to happen sometimes? You're going to hit the iron hot and you're going you're gonna to fall flat on your face. First thing that I want to say is Indiana. So I mean, that's in, where I was gonna in, start. Sorry, not Indiana. Indy Nina. <laughs> However, it was spelled on that jersey. They suck. Oh, oh my good that gosh. Was and maybe Iowa was just that good. We're, we're gonna find out this week. Yeah, we'll I'm excited. That's week. I'm excited for that game. Uh, perhaps a preview episode later on in the mm. week. Hmm? Maybe. 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 Um. Indiana stunk, and that was it. Was hard to, uh, it was hard to keep that game on. Um, Penn State better than I thought they were going to be. I'll give it to Penn State. Yeah. Um, my thoughts about the Ohio State game, real quick. Let's let's talk kind of Ohio State for like five minutes. We watched together. You came over, made some tacos, um, watched some Ohio State football. Got a little angry with each other, laughed with each other, waited for Certified Lover Boy to come out later that evening. I mean, it was one a of sol- us did that. It was a solid like twenty four hours. Okay, um, 
Galleon Tigers got a win Friday night, 31-0. So I was riding like a really big high from like Thursday evening till Friday night. Just a really solid 24 hours. And um, But I was a little bit more stressed out with the game than I wanted to be. Well, first half. First half especially. Um, and there's even points in the second half where it's like well, they're still hanging around. Um but we were very young, and we were a lot younger than we expected both the for our team to come out and be. Yeah, um, well, there were a lot of guys that didn't guys that didn't play right. that we didn't know weren't playing. Yeah, and it wasn't. I don't think it was just us. It was like the nation. It was holy crap. Right. Why is this yeah, guy not out our, there? Our uh, our secondary was was not experienced whatsoever. And so the biggest thing we're going to criticize is obviously the quarterback, especially the first half, and he did not play well. First game jitters. I get it. You're Ohio State, you're four-time defending Big Ten champion, and guess what? You're on the road on a Thursday night in a packed house. You know, it's that's the type of thing, like, you're not supposed to win those type of games. You're a great team, you do. They found a way to do it. Hey, you played like crap. Guess what? Second half, what did he do? He slung it around. And uh, do I think that there's a chance that he can come out against Oregon and have those jitters again? Sure. I mean, he's going to be playing in front of 100,000 at the shoe for the first time. Time to put your big boy pants on, CJ. Do I think he'll do it? Absolutely. I mean, until he proves me wrong, I'm going to believe in him. But I was a little disappointed in the first half. I was a little nervous in the first half. Well, hey, a, win, a win's a win, though. You know, right? Nobody. Hey, when we're when we're hang, when we're holding that championship trophy in January, no one's going to remember that you kind of struggled with Minnesota in the first half in Week One. Well, I mean, to open it up like that. So first game with fans. You know, oh, we're going to get to that in just a second. So, first game with fans in two years, basically. Um, you're opening up on the road, nighttime, that type of environment. Ohio State does not play well. They don't. We Under Ryan Day, though, we have. And under Urban, you're right. Ryan Day, think about like Nebraska or Northwestern two years ago. On a Friday night, well, that's the type of game right. Ohio State. Uh, there was no question. We were out there. We kicked butt from the very beginning. Under right. Ryan Day, we okay. don't fall under that trap. You're right. But this one we did. For so a little bit. The, the first yeah. half, I mean, it was it was not enjoyable, really, other than Mayan's run. Um, there wasn't a whole lot yeah. to enjoy out of that first half. And it, we even talked a little bit. Um, and and there, were, there was so much back and forth um, you know, during the game, after the game. You know, everybody's saying, oh, pull, pull CJ, put McCord in there. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we talked about that a little bit. I mean, obviously, you don't want to pull that guy. But, I mean, had he come out in the second half and continued to struggle? At what point do you? Right. I mean, do you leave him in there, let him throw four picks, complete eight passes, and, and lose by three touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, if it gets to the fourth quarter and you're down three touchdowns, are you sticking with the same guy? Or are you trying to you do change what, something you up? You do what Florida State did. Right. And try to, and try right. to make some magic happen. Right. Um, and they, boy, they almost did. Yeah. The one thing I want to say, well, last thing I want to say about Ohio State, the only thing that I'm, I, I feel nervous about going to Oregon is every touchdown we scored was a big play, and it shows how explosive we are, but also shows like, hey, can we really just drive down the field and score, or is everything going to be big play, big play, big play, big play? And now, that's what I get worried about. Right. And I agree. Um, there was, there's, you know preseason hype about the Oregon defense. Um, they've got quite a few playmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Thibodeau went down with a sprained ankle. Yeah, he's day-to-day. I expect he's him to play. He's probably, yeah. I assume he's playing. You have um, to play in a game like this. Right. 
So, but I mean, they've got linebackers, they've got corners, but they struggled a little defensively. Mm-hmm. Fresno State stayed in that game, sort of, you know, yeah. kept it close, sort of how Minnesota did. So, I, I think it's gonna for us. I think it's gonna depend a lot on who plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Seven's gonna be back. From what I've been reading, Seven Banks will be back. Disciplinary issues, what I read. Um, so, offensively for Oregon, I mean, we're seeing a different type of quarterback because. Um, I mean, this guy showed he can run the ball. So, I mean, we've got to be able to stop the the passing, the option. I mean, all of it. I mean, we, we're facing. I mean, one of the an offense like this. I mean, yeah. it's hard to stop. And so, the defense is really going to have to step. They're going to be tested, and I'm excited to see how a young defense does with this game under their belt. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on it. I want to rapid fire our going back through our Big Ten predictions. Okay. Just. Hey, that team, were we right? Were, were we right? Were we wrong? And uh, just like a few thoughts on it real quick. Indiana, we're, we're wrong. Right. This team sucks. Right. Uh, can they bounce back? Sure. Win some games? Sure. They're not as going to be as good as what we thought. Penn State, better than I thought they were going to be. I don't know how much better. We will see. Right. Um, but I'll give them credit where credit's due. It's hard to it's hard to do that week one, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you it's, need to see a couple games before it's but, overreaction week one. That's right. this is what we do yeah. best. Um, that team up north. Ooh, I mean, good job getting past mighty Western Michigan. Here's a bull take: this week they lose to Washington, a team that just lost to Montana. Hey, born Montana, I have a little bit of Grizzly blood inside of me. Happy for my uncles who are both like really big Grizz fans. <laughs> uh so let's go, Grizz, and good job on being Washington. My uncle said it's the biggest win in program history, so I oh, just want to shout him out. Probably. Other than like FCS championship right, right, games, right. Um, and and Michigan's gonna go lose to a team that lost to an FCS school, and well, then we're gonna laugh so well, hard about it. While you're on Michigan, Ronnie Bell, receiver, yes. probably the biggest offensive threat and done for the year. That's the one thing I don't like. I want I want those guys to be healthy. It sucks. Right. Yes. You want them at their best, but, but we beat them. But by that 100. does that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So especially with inexperience at quarterback coming in, yep, you know, trying to find your guy who's going to be your quarterback. So um, Michigan State State was set four and a half, and I think I picked like the under or maybe the over. I went over. They steamroll Northwestern, and Northwestern. This is what they do: really good, really bad, right. really good. This is a really bad season. Yep. Northwestern fans, next year I'll pick you to win the Big Ten West. Um, Michigan State's going to be okay. They're going to be. They flip the switch. They're they'll be okay. Wisconsin, man, I thought they were gonna be. I thought their offense would be high power with Graham Mertz. See, and I they could not move the. They could not finish. They could run the yes, ball. They, they couldn't throw the they ball. They could not finish. And maybe that's and, on Penn State. And again, that's on you know yeah. need to see a couple more games. That uh, what was that back's name? Melosi mm-hmm. transferred from Clemson. I never heard of the kid. Oh like, my goodness, he's got kind of a fro. He's got like a he fro mullet. Looks a lot he better was, than regular. Mullets. He was phenomenal. I mean, he was running over guys. Yeah. He was getting eight, ten yards yeah. every time he went up the middle. But Graham Mertz, really dis- yeah, Graham Mertz really disappointed me. Um, Iowa, ooh, hey, that matchup against the Hawkeyes in the Big Ten Championship game, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it it's is. It's going to be fun. Hey, revenge game. Yeah. Hey, we got revenge on our mind. Right. Um, Minnesota, losing that running back hurt them. But, man, Minnesota's a lot better than what I gave them credit for. They're going to win some games this year. They're going to upset some teams. And uh, they're going to be fun to watch. P.J. Fleck has those people, those boys, gearing up. They, they did that without their number one receiver, yep, too. Yep. So, so yeah. get him back, lose the running back. You know? right. 
Um, Northwestern, it, we already said what we said about Northwestern. Illinois, Purdue, Nebraska. I'm not I don't, yeah. Nebraska got a win. It was a pretty good win, too. Yeah. I mean, they, Against uh, I don't know FCS playing, team, but Fordham or something, was it? Yeah, I think they put up 50-something points. Yeah. So. Um, USC looked good. Yeah. Hey, that USC prediction looking looking pretty good right now. That's all I have to say. Georgia Clemson. What are your thoughts on Georgia Clemson? Okay, so let me hit on this. So when we did our playoff predictions, I had Georgia as a two seed mm-hmm. with their one loss to Clemson. Mm-hmm. I'm high on Georgia, but I I'm high on Georgia's them, defense. I expected man. them to lose this yeah. game. The defense came out to play. Mm-hmm. The offense has got to step up. Same for Clemson, They're, though. Clemson's defense came out to the play. They gave up 10 points. So the thing about Georgia, and you texted me before the game, we didn't even realize Pickens was out. But like right, their top yes. three receivers are out. So when they're getting receivers back, the offense will open up a little bit. And But in college football now, you can have a great defense, but the offense got to put up some points for you. Right. Because their defense is elite, but you can't hold teams to three every week. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I was completely impressed with that game. Um, but please, ESPN. Never host a game called the Duke's Mayo Classic ever again. I do not want to see grown men rubbing themselves down in mayo and eating in out jars. It was disgusting. Like, why can't we have, like, I don't know, the Verizon opening week game or something? Duke's <laughs> Mayo Classic. My, disgusting. This is not a plug for Duke's Mayo. I, 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 let me point something out real quick. I'm trying to find it. Uh, so, you know, Sir Yacht. Um, he made a Sir tweet. Yacht. He made a tweet today. Um, let's see, what was it? Ah, it was about Justin Fields and the Bears. So if, his tweet was: If Justin Fields doesn't Justin Fields doesn't start for the Bears by week three, he's going to eat a gallon jar of mayonnaise. Huh? That made me think of that. <laughs> let's uh, maybe we could reach out to Sir Yacht about something. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, the last game that I want to talk about is Florida State Notre Dame. We kind of hit on it for a second. Um, two things, Florida State, Notre Dame, and then we're going to talk fans back in the stands, and we'll end it with that. Okay. Florida State, Notre Dame. Dude, I was rooting so hard for Florida State. Bobby Bowden, you know, being with them wherever he is um, in that state. I mean, he, his presence was in that stadium. He was watching down, and uh, I was rooting for them hardcore. The Mackenzie Milton story is great. Oh, that, absolutely. That other yes. quarterback, though, for them really did not play awful. Was his name Travis? I think. Uh, I think yes, Travis. I think so. Their offensive line is garbage cans like they are straight i mean yeah <laughs> I, I mean you're seeing my hand motions right now dylan but the fans aren't but like oh my gosh it's like go ahead get on through start running buddy because like that i mean it was bad milton comes in the story's great I, know, I, I was pulling for florida state i was one, too and sure. i don't usually root for florida state i don't like notre dame a whole lot i'm not a big brian kelly fan um, he wants to assassinate his players, <laughs> but but Florida State no, it wasn't assassinate, execute, 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 yeah. execute. Uh, Florida State. You know what's crazy is Mike Norvell, and I get it. I would have done the same thing. Challenge that spot. Guess what? He made that first field goal. Challenge the spot, move it closer. You miss a field goal. Um, really disappointing for Florida State, but they're gonna shock. Hey, they could beat Clemson this year. If they played oh, yeah. like they did and yeah. Clemson plays like they did, yeah. hey, I'm picking Florida State that week. So let's see how they continue to play. But, hey, they're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, let's let's touch on Notre Dame for just a second. So the running game, I think, was supposed to be there with Kyron Williams. I think it was supposed to be the go-to 
I mean, it's you supposed to be the best part of that offense. Yeah, you can tell their offensive line so that w- is brand new. I mean, Kyron Williams were 18 carries, 42 yards. That's not good. Jack Cohn. Boy, did he have a game. Ooh, Wisconsin. 20, 26 for 35. Right yeah. 366 yards and four touchdowns. He and, didn't throw a pick. Hey, but, I, I don't count the pick. The picks, last set, last play of the game, trying to have magic happen. Yes, it's on the stat sheet. It's not a pick by him. Like right. that, he played, right. he played right. perfect. Yes. So, Dark Horse, Heisman Dark Horse right there. Watch okay. out for him a little okay. bit. If he can continue to put up numbers like that, and with the schedule that he's going to play, if he puts up numbers like that, absolutely, yeah. he's a Heisman Dark Horse. All right, last thing I want to touch on real quick for this episode. I got chills when Enter Sandman's playing, when Jump Around is playing. I mean, it was electric all weekend long. The great thing about sports, man, is we forget all about the bad stuff that's going on in life. And right now, with COVID, with, you know, on Saturdays, 20 years since 9-11, I was listening to a podcast on, on my way back from football today, and just about how sports shut down for 11 days after 9-11. COVID has, has obviously wrecked everything. Like, college football was not the same last year. Is it the smartest thing in the world right now to be having full fans at college football games? Maybe not. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll see what the consequences are later on. But on Saturday when game day hit and you had Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, you had Herbstreet and Fowler, you had whatever, you know, combo together, bumping fist, you had full stance, you had jump around playing, you had Enter Sandman. There was nothing more electric. There was nothing that better than what makes that for college football. Like college football is great games on the field, but the pageantry around it. And the traditions. The tradition and, and you everything will everything that comes with the games. I, I, I wish I could go, you know, this you are so lucky to be able to go to the shoe this weekend. I cannot wait. The excitement level is so high. We're talking I mean, this is just a couple days away. Yeah. I cannot wait to be buried in that student section when we start doing OHIO around yeah. the stadium, the I mean, kickoff, we start jumping. They're oh going to dot the eye. People are going to go crazy. It, I mean, it really is the greatest sport in the world. For And that that reason for it is part of what makes it so, so fantastic. And I feel so sorry for states, for countries, for like – even those like other major cities that don't have the pageantry of college football that we do, that the Southeast does, that Wisconsin has, that you know Lane Stadium in Virginia Tech <laughs> that does. The Southeast like, does. I could not imagine dressing up to go to a college football game. Oh, putting on my buddy, Sunday I'd best. love to wear like I let's imagine. let's wear nice polos. Let's now. Could I always wear my jerseys? Yeah. I couldn't imagine no, putting but a polo and whatever, khakis on or whatever. Whatever you do with it, though, I mean, it that's part of the tradition, and that's what makes it so fantastic and so great, and. Like I said, we'll face the consequences of this later on if there is any. What mattered and what matters going forward is that college football is back. And it's so fun to have it back. It's so fun to watch. I mean, it was it was a perfect Saturday. It was. It was a great Saturday, and I loved every second of it. And uh, I hope you enjoy the game this weekend because I'm, I'm raging with jealous rage. I, I, I'm a Buckeye fan at heart. I've got some duck passion in me, um, but I hope we just blow the brakes off of them. Yeah, you'll have some Fantastic. fun, buddy. You'll have some fun for fun. sure. Before we before we wrap this up, we want to give a score prediction for this weekend for this game. No, I'm not giving score predictions again. Don't I want to see how they play. I just want to enjoy the game. Do you think it's gonna be close, or do you think we'll? What's the spread right now? I don't know. Let me look it up. Thirteen. That, that's something. I think last time I saw it was like thirteen. What was it? What was it for Minnesota? We were at like 14, fourteen and a half for Minnesota. Okay, so it is coming up here. So four. What? Okay, we've got a spread fourteen and a half. 
which I think is kind of big. Yeah. I don't know. I bet we, we cover. Do it. I bet we do it. We we cover it. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet seventeen. We can. I, I I can see almost an imitation score wise of the Minnesota. Last game. Yeah. yeah, but hey, yeah. we win by seventeen. That's all I have to say. Sounds good. Well, if you listen this far, we appreciate it as always. Um, we got another college football episode as our next one, but a little bit more off topic. Something like I'm excited about, and I'm excited to see what the tweets are about it. Um, and we just hope you keep the conversation going. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, you know, all those stuff. You know where to find it if you want to find it. Um, and uh, I promise you, like, next episode, best one yet. Like, next one is even better than this one. Every time, it's always going to be. Hey, this is the Bias Sports Podcast. <laughs>